Good morning, friends. Today is Tuesday, the 27th of October, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 45, Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, 24, 1-12, Revelation 11, 14-19, Psalm, oh, excuse me, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 27-36. through 36. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the cavern of the earth, caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today you would har- we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. O oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 45 My heart overflows with a goodly theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your glory and majesty. In your majesty, ride on victoriously for the cause of truth and to defend the right. Let your right hand teach you dread deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The peoples fall under you. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. 
Your royal scepter is a scepter of equity. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From ivory palaces stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen and gold of Ophir. Here, O daughter, consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since he is your Lord, bow to him. The people of Tyr will seek your favor with gifts, the richest of, of the people with all kinds of wealth. The princess is decked in her chamber with gold-woven robes. In many-colored robes she is led to the king. Behind her, the virgins, her companions, follow. With joy and gladness they are led along as they enter the palace of the king. In the place of ancestors, you, O kings, shall have sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be celebrated in all generations. Therefore, the peoples will praise you forever and ever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, Son of Sirach, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Wisdom praises herself and tells of her glory in the midst of her people. In the assembly of the Most High, she opens her mouth, and in the presence of God's host, she tells of her glory. I came forth from the mount of the Most High. Excuse me, I came forth from the mouth of the Most High and covered the earth like a mist. I dwelt in the highest heavens and my throne was a pillar of cloud. Alone I compassed the vault of heaven and traversed the depths of the abyss. Over waves of the sea, over all the earth, and over every people and nation I have held sway. Among all these I sought a resting place, in whose territory should I abide? Then the Creator of all things gave me a command, and my Creator chose the place for my tent. God said, Make your dwelling in Jacob, and in Israel receive your inheritance. Before the ages, in the beginning, God created me, and for all the ages I shall not cease to be. In the holy tent I ministered before God, and so I was established in Zion. Thus, in the beloved city, God gave me a resting place, and in Jerusalem was my domain. I took root in an honored people, in the portion of God, God's heritage. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 13, A Song of Praise Glory to you, sovereign God of our forebears. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. 
on the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you, seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths and the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 11, verses 14 through 19. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming very soon. Then the seventh angel brute Then the seventh angel blew their trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The dominion of the world has become the dominion of our Savior and of God's Messiah, and God will reign forever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, singing, We give you thanks, Sovereign God Almighty. We, who, we give you thanks, Sovereign God Almighty, who are and who were. For you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath has come. And the time for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints and all who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of God's covenant was seen within God's temple. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and earthquake, and heavy hail. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle N, A Song of God's Love Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was revealed among us, that God sent their only incarnate into the world, so that we might live through Jesus Christ. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us, and sent their incarnate that sins might be forgiven. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. For if we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love will be perfected in us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 11, verses 27 through 36. While he was saying this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the prophet of Nineveh, to the people of Nineveh, so shall the incarnate be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. 
because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. And see, something greater than Solomon is here. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah. And see, something greater than Jonah is here. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar, but on the lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if it is not healthy, then your body is full of darkness. Therefore, consider whether the light in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, it will be as full of light as when a lamp gives you light with its rays. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Boy, I feel a little discombobulated this morning, but I'm going to try with the help of the Holy Spirit to get it together and share a few thoughts on the readings. I want to actually speak first about the Gospel. And I don't want us to hear these first few voices as being anti-woman. The point isn't that, that Mary was not blessed. Mary is obviously blessed. But the point is that the blessing, the inheritance, comes not through familial line, not through biological descendants, but through faith. And it, it ties to the metaphor of the lamp on the stand in that the point is to receive God's word, to hear it and to see it. And if your eyes are open, if your ears are open too, then you are receiving clearly. So as it says in these last few lines that we read, your eye is the lamp of your body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. If you cannot receive the light, if you cannot see the divine, then you, like the, the eye is the opening. That's the way light comes into the body and works through the brain in all these wonderful ways so that we can see things. So if the way in which you receive is closed or disordered, distorted, then you are either not going to receive fully or you're going to receive in a distorted way. So this is a metaphorical way of talking about what we've been talking about, oh gosh, off and on for three years, <laughs> that the best thing that we can do to receive God's love, God's message, God's divine self, and to awaken the divine within us, to be connected to the divine within and without, is to move our junk out of the way so that we can receive clearly, right? And I know that's a simplistic way of putting it. I really do believe that we are we are both born and born again, clearly connected to God. And all of this, let me go back a little bit, because I don't want to get the whole piece confused with the born again. Um, I believe that we are all created out of the same divine sub substance that God, God's self is made of. Like we are made of God. And we have from, from the moment that that God dreams us into being before we are even physically present, 
spiritually present before we are in existence at all, we are connected to God in a very, in the deepest of ways. And it is not that God disconnects from us, but that things get in the way. The wounds of life get in the way. The disappointments of life get in the way. The smugness and of contentment gets in the way. Whatever it is, there are many things that come between us and God. But this, this connection that's deeper than bone deep, that is existence deep, that preceded our existence, is there. And our work... The work of our spiritual journeys is simply to gently and lovingly, layer by layer, remove all the built-up sediment that has blocked the flow between us and God, and that has caused us to feel separate. That is my wholehearted belief. And I think actually... that that might be enough to be said today. Let me see if there's anything else. I just thought it was interesting in our Hebrew scripture reading, or actually I guess it was our apocryphal reading, that this is the the only place that I know of where female self-praise is allowed in the text. And it's a little bit sad um, that that is the only place. But I rejoice, too, that, that we personify wisdom as female. I think we've lost that in our modern culture. And that we, we made this connection with other belief systems and appreciated their way of thinking about things. There was an Egyptian goddess, Isis, that is parallel to the the wisdom goddess, if you will. And I think that this feminine divine or this feminine aspect of the divine is something worth looking deeper into. Especially as wisdom not only has, as my commentary says, a universal reach before and beyond time, but also... Wisdom's dwelling place was in the holiest of holies, and wisdom functions liturgically as a priest. There are far too many um, religious sects and systems in our world that cast out the feminine, not allowing women certain places in the church, such as priest or pastor. And here we have a very, very old text that places the divine feminine in the persona of wisdom directly at the center of religion. So I think perhaps that's something, my friends, that we should reclaim
And then I think the only thing I want to say about Revelation today, I mean, there's so much you can always say about Revelation, but I love how in verse 15, the dominion of the world and the dominion of God are described as coming together, that the dominion of the world has become the dominion of our Savior or of our God and of God's Messiah, and God will reign forever and ever. So this... This opposition that we often see that many of our churches actually use as leverage for doing evil between the world, I'm doing air quotes here, and heaven is, we already know in the end, swept away and the two come together and God reigns over all. And the time of God being nonlinear as it is, we can rest assured that that there is, that God reigns over all. As one of my dear friends used to say, we know how the story ends. God is victorious in Christ. Evil is overcome. And so when we feel dismayed and cynical at the state of the world, we can remember that in God's time, God rules all. It, it, we are not vastly separate. We are not cast out into the outer darkness here on earth. God the divine is wholly present here. And I go back to, again, our work is to clear the conduit for the divine. Amen. I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you, my friends. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. We are going to use, as we have been for a few days now, prayers from the Iona Book of Prayer in place of our suffrages. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. 
Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 25 Almighty and everlasting God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command, through Jesus Christ our Savior who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for the Renewal of Life O God, Sovereign Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We will use the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, I pray your help in our gentle and loving removal are clearing out and giving up to you all those things that cloud our light, that warp our vision of you, that clog the conduit. I entrust this gentle and loving and difficult work to your care, and I enter into it and pray we all do wholeheartedly as your co-creator rediscover of the divine within 
without and among us. Thank you for being my guide, my partner, and my beloved, dear God. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. The Prayer of St. Chrysostom Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.